Thanks for listening to Against the Mat Wrestling Podcast. We upload new episodes every Monday and Friday. Be sure to listen to Uncaged Voice on Twitch or YouTube and listen to the Red Pill Current News Podcast on all major audio platforms every Wednesday and Saturday for current news and special interviews. Here are your hosts, Donny Cage and the Kentucky Guy. All right, and welcome to Against the Mat Wrestling Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, the Kentucky Guy. Along with Donnie Cage. Donnie Cage, my friend, my partner. How's it going, brother? It's going great. I was trying to channel my little, uh, my, uh, my, my Michael Buffer there with, let's get ready to podcast. There we go. There we go. You do that, and then I'll channel my Mancho Man. Oh, yeah! All right, folks. So if this is your first time listening, this is not an impersonation show. Uh, you might be wondering if it is because we do such a good job. But no, this is a pro wrestling show. <laughs> we talk about pro wrestling, past, present, and future. We drop two episodes every week on Tuesday and Saturday. And also, we're on all major platforms, so be sure to hit that follow or subscribe button. If you're listening to us on Google Podcasts, Apple iTunes, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, and the list goes on. 73 different audio platforms we are currently on. Also, Mr. Cage has another podcast that he co-hosts with. Tell him about Uncaged Voice, sir. Yes, sir. If you want to hear me and uh, two other co-hosts talk about pro wrestling, talk about gaming, talk about movies, all sorts of fun topics, check out the Uncaged Voice podcast on YouTube. We went on a brief hiatus, but we're going to be coming back very soon. In the meantime, you can check out all of our episodes that we have done to date on our official YouTube channel. Also, if you want to stay up to date on current events, uh, politics, news around the world, and right here in the good old youth of eight, I do host the Red Pill Current News Podcast. We drop two episodes there a week. Uh, a lot of interesting things. We do have sometimes interesting interviews on there as well. If you'd ever like to be a guest on this show, or you have a question for Donnie or myself, you can always email us at olkentucky99 at yahoo.com. That's Kentucky spelled out, Kentucky spelled out, 99 at yahoo.com. Also in our description below is our merch shop, as well as all of our social media links and everything of that nature. Be sure to check out the description below. And, uh, yeah, follow us. We love we love the follows. We love feedback. And, uh, you know, that's what we're here for. All right, so let's start off this episode, Mr. Cage, with some raw results, and then we'll get into double or nothing, and then maybe a couple headlines. The raw results. Yeah. Wait a minute. Folks, you didn't even give me a chance to name anything off yet. Good Lord. All right, here we go. Raw results. Money in the Bank qualifying match. We had Ricochet versus The Miz. And Ricochet actually defeated The Miz 
via pinfall after a shooting star press. Now, Ricochet's a good boy. He's a good, honest boy. And his partner's hurt. So, yeah, I'm okay with him pinning that old mean Miz. I really am. And then, we'll talk about two and give you a chance, sir. We had Zoe Stark and Trish Stratus attack Becky Lynch after Lynch interrupted the promo. Stark explained that she chose the line with Stratus to take the fast lane to the top rather than grinding for every inch as Lynch did. Well, now, Zoe Stark, that's not, that's not a good role model to these young teenage girls out there. You or Trish Stratus. I mean, Becky Lynch, she's a good Christian girl, and uh, y'all not beat her up like that and double-team her. She ain't got no partner right now. So I just don't understand that at all. Anyways, your thoughts, Mr. Cade? First of all, Kentucky guy, um, Ricochet needs to, stay in, needs to stay in his lane. He needs to go back to tag team wrestling where he belongs. Yeah, he's a high flyer. He does cool stuff. I'll give him that. I, I'm not going to take that away from him. He's a great athlete, but he's a tag team wrestler right now. And yes, his tag team partner is injured. So, all right, well, pair him up with somebody else. I mean, there's plenty of high flyers and other wrestlers who need tag team partners. I mean, put him with Baron Corbin if you want. I mean, Baron Corbin's not doing anything special. He just went back down to NXT. But to have him beat the most must-see WWE superstar in history, the Miz, in the in the center of the ring, fair and square, to get into the Money in the Bank ladder match, outrageous, just completely outrageous. Well, now, and <laughs> I was just going to say, uh, now the Miz, he he he's 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 not a very nice failure. What were you going to say about that Becky Lynch match or promo? Well, all I was going to say is, I mean, Zoe Stark and Trish Stratus, they're an interesting combination. And, yeah, maybe they are taking the, she is taking the fast route to the top, as opposed to climbing the ladder little by little. But you know what? Trish Stratus is a WWE Hall of Famer. She is doing the right thing, Zoe Stark, by teaming up with her against Becky Lynch. I, it, she, she, gets, she gets my seal of approval. Huh. Well, I have to disagree with you there. Then we had Indus Sheer. Now that's these two old Arab boys that are uh, they uh, that the Taj Mahal brought into town. <laughs> Taj Mahal. Uh, you guys know who I'm talking about. He's former world champion, believe it or not. Anyways, they defeated. I don't even know these boys' name. Maybe just call them enhancement talents. Uh. But they destroyed these boys, and I, I mean, I don't have a whole lot to say about that match because, once again, I do think that uh, Ginger Mahal, that's who it is, that's who brought him to town, Ginger Mahal, I do think that his little group here will keep beating up no-name wrestlers, and then when they face somebody decent, they'll lose. That seems to be the running joke with this thing. Uh, Imperium faced Alpha Academy. And actually, uh, after an uh, Imperium bomb on Chad Gable, they defeated Alpha Academy. Now, Alpha Academy, now, you know, these boys just had a victory last week, and I really think they should have beat Imperium, too. Imperium, they just, you know, they're just uh, they're bad guys. And poor old Otis, he's a big old teddy bear. I mean, why wouldn't you want him to get the win? Anyway, sir, uh, your thoughts on those two? I can't really comment much on the end of share match because I agree with you, Kentucky guy. 
they're going to beat a bunch of of no name enhancement talents, and then they're going to lose to the teams that really matter, and then they're going to be pretty much forgotten about. When you first said Jinder Mahal, yes, believe it or not, he's a former WWE champion. Um, I thought you said Ginger Mahal for a split second, <laughs> which uh, is something I would expect to hear Jim Cornette say, Ginger Mahal. <laughs> um, but uh. You know, Alpha Academy, what's what's going on with these guys? Because they pick up a win one week and now they lose the following week. I mean, don't don't get me wrong, Imperium's a great team, but it seemed like Alpha Academy was trying to get some momentum there and now it's and now it's like gone. I'm I'm so confused right now. The girl from the modeling agency, did you notice her uh, her outfit? It was Alpha Academy outfit. It says shush on it. She is like their uh, their their valet now. Their their personal cheerleader. I mean, I can't knock it really because the the maximum male models thing was kind of kind of wearing out its welcome. I agree, and I cannot believe they let those two guys draft together and still kept that name. It's weird. But uh, then we had a four way dance for the women's tag team championship. We had Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. Uh, go against Raquel Rodriguez and Shotzi, Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville, and Eo Sky and Bailey. With a submission that Ronda Rousey, the baddest woman on the planet, caught Shotzi in an arm bar. And you're new, like we like we called it a long time ago on this episode, on this show. Uh, new women's tag team champions, Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. That's about all I got to say on that. Those were the two that I knew would win, and those are the two. Even if on paper, if you look at it on paper, you see clear as day who's going to win that match. So everything went like it was supposed to. And then we had the Irish Ace, uh, J.D. Madog versus Dolph Ziggler. This ended in a double countout, and the Irish Ace would not stop attacking poor old Ziggler Outside the ring. Don't he know how old Ziggler is? Don't he understand? Ziggler is the bar for wrestlers. I mean, I used to like this Irish Ace, but that was just mean. I don't know what he's doing. Your thoughts on those, matches? The Irish Ace is an up-and-comer from NXT, and, his, and this is his debut match on Raw. And the best they could do is have him wrestle Dolph Ziggler to a double countout. Dolph Ziggler has had a great career, there's no question about it, but these days he pretty much is good for one thing, and one thing only, and that's putting people over. And he should have put J.D. McDonough over on Raw. Clearly they're trying to stretch this out. Why they have to, I have no idea. J.D. McDonough should have just ran right over Dolph Ziggler, and that should have been the end of it. A little, little upset about the, uh, at the outcome of this match. But what I am not upset about, was the outcome of the Fatal 4-Way Women's Tag Team Title Match. Ronda Rousey, Shayna Baszler, 100% should have won this match, and they won it. And hopefully now, we can see some legitimacy restored to these tag team titles. I agree. I agree. I agree. Now, we had Cody Rhodes. He came in and cut a promo with his broken arm. He addressed his loss to Brock Lesnar. A night of champions. He pointed out that their rivalry rivalry was now even with both men having a win. He challenged Lesnar to another match 
at any time when he's inside the wrestling ring. Rhodes also said Lesnar was enough of a beast to make him pass out, but not enough of a man to make him tap out. Now, them some mighty big words from a man who just got his butt beat, and really got his butt beat at Backlash too. just luckily rolled him up into a pin. Uh, but, you know, Cody Rhodes is a good feller. He come there to win. He'll win this rubber match and probably end up retiring the beast. Then we had a Money in the Bank qualifying match. Shinsei Nakamura versus Bronson Reed. Shinsei got the second spot in the men's Money in the Bank by defeating Bronson Reed. I, I actually enjoyed this match. This match was very close. A lot of good momentum for both guys. Neither guy neither guy looked weak, even though one had to lose. And uh, I'm glad to see Shinsei Nakamura back in the Money in the Bank qualifying match. Because I think he's going to, uh, he needs some kind of push. And he needs to have, he's not in any type of feud, rivalry, or anything. And that's got to change. Or he's going to get lost in the show. Your thoughts on those two? Yeah, I'm also happy for Shinsuke to see him uh, pick up a victory. This, this was a good match. I would not have been upset with either guy winning, honestly. Uh, because they're both because they're both really talented. But uh, happy for Shinsuke. Happy to see him in the Money in the Bank ladder match. Yeah, Cody Rhodes and Brock Lesnar, part three. We knew it was coming. We knew it was coming. Um, whether it'll happen at Money in the Bank or whether they're going to save it till SummerSlam, we don't know. Um, I also predict Cody's going to win this match. Is he going to retire Brock Lesnar? I don't know about that. But I definitely could see Cody winning the uh, third encounter between the two of them. Good, good, possibly, good, possibly. Uh, all right, so let's uh, let's just jump on in to double or nothing and talk about the. We made some predictions on this pay per view, and let's get some results. Double or nothing, AEW pay per view. AEW Tag Team Championship match with Mark Briscoe, a special referee, FTR, Forever the Revival, who are current champions, face Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lee, Kentucky Guy and Donnie, both picked FTR to retain their title. And your winner, and still, Tag Team Champions of the World, FTR. Decent match, I have to say that. Uh, I thought that uh, Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett uh, actually did more in this match than what I thought they were going to. That was a decent match. There were some shenanigans on their side. We knew that was going to come. But overall, Mark Briscoe held the line, called her down the middle, and the right guys won. They got to keep their belts. And then we had AEW Women's World Championship match. Jamie Hayter, who is the current champion, faced Tony Storm. Former champion. Uh, Kentucky guy and Donnie Pope picked Jamie Hayter to win the match. And the winner is. And still new. New. AW Women's World Champion. Tony Storm. That shocked me. I don't know if it's because Jamie got hurt. I, I, I don't know. 
I haven't seen a whole lot of reports about it, but that shocked me. That match shocked me, the outcome. Uh, Tony Storm, she, she's just a mean girl these days uh, with that faction of hers with Ruby Soho and Sarah. But, yeah, she's your new champion, Tony Storm. Uh, your thoughts on those two matches? Well, um, glad we picked. Uh, we both agreed on FTR retaining those uh, tag team titles. Got to give credit where credit's due to Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. They hung in there, had a couple of close calls, but just not quite good enough to dethrone the champs. FTR, once again, still sitting on top of the tag team division. I have to admit, I was very shocked and a little saddened, Kentucky guy, to see to see Jamie Hayter lose to Tony Storm. Not because I great, like, greatly dislike Tony Storm, but I just didn't see this being the end of Jamie's reign. Now, one question I do have, and maybe you can answer this for me, Kentucky guy, did she suffer an injury during the match? Because that's what I was a little confused by. This was not a match that I had a chance to watch. So I was a little confused whether she was injured going into the match or whether it happened during. Going into the match, she suffered an injury. Got it. So sounds like pretty much it was a foregone conclusion behind the scenes at least. Yeah, from my understanding, uh, and I'm not 100% on this because... Uh, the messaging that's been going on uh, with me and me and these uh, boys, uh, it's not been great because they haven't had really good signal because they're traveling. But anyways, from my understanding, was that this was the outcome of this match was changed night of night of. So that tells you how short a notice everybody got on it. Got it. Yep. Disappointing, but you've got to do what you've got to do for business. Yep. 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 At least that, at least they didn't do this, you know, you're going to take a leave of absence and we're going to do an interim, you know, title crap. At least they're not doing that anymore. So, uh, AW TNT Championship Ladder Match. We had the current champion, Wardlow, versus Christian Cage, Kentucky Guy. Picks Christian Cage to be the new champion. Donnie picks Wardlow to retain. And your winner... And still champion, Warlow retains the TNT championship. That's, you know, I mean, I have to be honest. There was so much. This match here, I wasn't, they didn't have my full buy-in. Like, I really didn't care going into this match. But after watching it for a little bit, and so many things happening with Arn Anderson getting involved and bloodied up, and uh, that Luchasaurus getting involved, and I, how could you not enjoy this match? How could you not enjoy this match? So the match was all right. I uh, I enjoyed it. The next match was for the AEW TBS Championship, and that was Jade Cargill, current champion, versus uh, Valkyrie. We both picked Valkyrie. Jade Cargill did defeat Valkyrie, but wait on, that's not the end. So then. This girl comes, and you all know her. Some people call her the Adian, uh, Statlander. Comes back from injury. Challenges Jade Cardhill for a match right then and there. Jade accepts the match. Her undefeated streak is over. And we have a new TBS 
women's champion, Chris Statlander. I'm here for it. Loved it. I don't. I, I still think that Valkyrie should have won that match, and that she's better than what they're showing her to be. But I'm here for it. Statlander, new champ. I can dig it. Your thoughts on those two matches? Well, the Wardlow Christian Cage uh, match. I have to be honest. It surprised me because even though I picked Wardlow to win, a part of me said Christian's got the experience. He's the ladder match veteran. He's been a champion everywhere he's gone. I could easily see them giving the win to Christian here. But they surprised us. They gave it to Wardlow. He held on to the belt. Let's see how long he holds on to it for. And let's also see if this is the end of the feud between the two of them. I mean, obviously they could just end it here and move on to the next feud. But they could try to keep it going as well. So it would be interesting to see how it develops. Now, the TBS Championship match. I have to steal a line from you, Kentucky guy. This is the match where I picked up the remote, chucked it at the TV. Because first of all, we both predicted Taya Valkyrie was going to win. So I was not happy that Taya Valkyrie was not the one to end Jade Cargill's streak. But, okay, you want to leave it at that, then fine. Jade's not going to lose on this particular night. But no! We have to have the alien from the Andromeda Galaxy hop a red-eye flight to the arena to beat Jade Cargill, who's been champion for over 500 days and undefeated. Beats her in about a minute and a half, and we're supposed to believe that, even though she's been on the shelf and has all this ring rust. Sorry, but I... This is where I checked out. Okay, all right. <laughs> all right, so... uh Anarchy in the arena match. The Elite, Kenny Omega, Young Bucks, Hangman Page versus the Blackpool Comeback Club. I picked, the Kentucky guy picked uh, the Elite to win. Donnie picked the uh, Blackpool Comeback Club to win. And your winner, because of shenanigans again, the Blackpool Comeback Club. Now, uh, Don did get involved, and he brought that, uh, I cannot think of that guy's name, from Japan, in who I thought was going to be a part of the elite. Evidently, he just works for Don, and who knows? He's just a gun for hire, I guess. This was a good match, though. I have to say, and this kills me to say because I'm such a fan of the elites, but I have to say, if I'm being honest, the Chris Jericho Appreciation Society, last year's Anarchy and Arena match was better. Just my opinion, but I have to say that it was better. And then we had, now you talk about picking up your remote and throwing it through the television. Right here is the match. We had an AEW International Championship 21-man battle royal match. What this means is you throw them over the rope, and the last one standing... Finally, it becomes international champion. Can you believe? By the way, we both picked Jay White to win. But can you believe? And we had other people in this match too. Like uh, Bandito was back in this match. Uh, there was a bunch of them. <laughs> and Orange Cassidy retains the title. Orange Cassidy retains the title. And then we had an unsanctioned match. I'm going to go over three and then we'll turn it over to you. Unsanctioned match with Chris Jericho versus Adam Cole. I picked Chris Jericho. Mr. Cage picked Adam Cole. 
And it wasn't fair and square, but Adam Cole was your winner in that match. I don't know why that match ended the way it did. I guess because Britt Baker went maybe cried to Tony. I don't know. But anyways, your thoughts on those matches, sir? Oh, man, there's so much to unpack. Uh, start with Anarchy in the arena. The general consensus from the AEW fans is that the first Anarchy in the Arena match was better than this one. Not that this one wasn't good or entertaining, it was. But I think the problem was, with this match, number one, in the beginning of it, you had a little too much going on because you had different wrestlers in different sections of the arena. The camera crew had a really hard time keeping up with them. So you were sort of out, you were kind of out of sorts as to what was going on in the beginning. Then you get to the finish, the last few minutes, and there were so many false finishes in this match. And, and there is, believe it or not, there is such a thing as too many false finishes in a match. And this one had it, unfortunately. The added wrinkle of Konosuke Takeshita turning on the Elite was a nice surprise. I don't think anyone predicted it, but it happened. The Elite took their eye off the ball, unfortunately, and... This was the consequence, and Blackpool Combat Club picked up the victory. So it's going to be interesting to see where that storyline goes uh, going forward. Um, the the next one was... International Championship. International... Oh, well I, well, I had a brain fart there because I wanted to just pretend it never happened, even though it was the first match on the show. And believe me, when I when it ended, I, I was tempted to throw my, my throw my remote at the TV. But I held back. I said, nope. First match of the show. Have a little <laughs> have a little self-control. Um, I'm not happy with the result. Sorry, Orange Cassidy fans, but his his time should be up now. And even if they didn't give it to Jay White, give it to somebody else who deserves it. Give it to Brian Cage. I mean, give it to uh, almost anybody. Almost anybody but Orange Cassidy. He's. I'd like him to take a freshly squeezed walk out of AEW. Um, and then the unsanctioned match. Man, you know, it pains me to say this, Kentucky guy. I was not really happy with this match. I wasn't feeling it. I, uh, I felt like there was a little too many shenanigans in this one. It should have been more of a one-on-one -on -one contest between Chris Jericho and Adam Cole. They're both great. I'm glad that Adam Cole, baby, won this match. But, I don't know, man. Stopping... A non-sanctioned match, referee stoppage in a non-sanctioned match. Like, are, like, are you kidding me? It almost makes you feel like, oh, it is sanctioned. Exactly. Very strange. Yeah, and I mean, I think Sabu, he left a bad taste in my mouth right at the beginning of the match, coming out and throwing that chair. It's like, dude, come on, man. You're supposed to be here like for head games with Chris Jericho. You're not actually supposed to get your old bud involved. I mean, I don't know. Uh, AEW Trios title, open challenge match. The uh, current champions, House of Black, Malachi, Brody King, and Buddy Matthews. Uh, so you didn't, so for some reason, you didn't make a prediction on the winner, but you made the correct prediction on who their challengers would be. And that was the Acclaim and Billy Gunn. And of course, I picked House of Black to win. And of course, House of Black won. Uh, no problem there. I don't know. The Scissor Me Daddy stuff is so old. These guys need something new. I don't care if they are mentioning 
Dominique Mysterio's name in their rap. I could care less. That doesn't make them any more relevant than what they are. They need to go. They need to get get off television for a while and go reinvent themselves. In my opinion. Uh, then we had the buy-in match. The Hardy Boys teamed up with Hook versus Ethan Page and the Guns. Uh, we both picked the Hardy Boys and Hook to win, and they did. They did. Ethan Page's contract is now under Matt Hardy's control, so that should be interesting. So those are two, and then we'll go ahead and talk about the main event next, but uh, I'll let you discuss those two first, sir. Yeah, I wasn't really feeling the buy-in match. I mean, I'm just happy that our final prediction was right, that uh, Hook and the Hardy Boys were going to win that match. Um, and then, uh, and then, uh, oh yeah, and then, so, oh, the trios match. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm okay with House of Black retaining here. I mean, they're, they're a strong unit. They should be booked to look strong. And I'm happy that they're still on top of the trios food chain, so to speak. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, you know, I mean, considering who they faced, of course, right? And let's see. Then we have the main event, AW World Heavyweight title on the line, fatal four-way match, MJF, current champion, versus Sammy Guevara, versus J- Jungle Boy Jack Perry, versus Darby Allen. Both of us, Kentucky Guy and Donnie, both picked MJ- MJF to retain. And the winner is, and still, your AEW World Heavyweight Champion, MJF. You guys know I'm an MJF fan, no matter what. (laughs) So, I cannot act like I'm not happy about this. Uh, I'm very happy. I will say this. This was what a main event should look like. This was very good. Very well thought out. I really enjoyed it. This actually, to me saved the pay-per-view because there's a lot of things in this pay-per-view I didn't care much for but this saved the pay-per-view to me because that's how good this match was and the right guy won your thoughts on the main event yeah it was a showcase for all four guys got uh it, it got its job done um you know they're all talented I like all four of them MJF once again proved that he deserves to carry that title and be the face of the company I'm I'm not sure where he's going to go next. It, it'll be interesting to see if he continues to feud with one of the other three guys, one of the other three pillars, so to speak, or if he moves on to a different feud. Please don't let it be CM Punk. <laughs> yeah, he needs to. Um, he does need to move on, though. Uh, it, it could be. There's so many people out there. It's untelling who it could be. I just hope that it's somebody on Dynamite and not this new Collision show they're trying to build so hard. All right, so let's get into a couple of headlines here. Uh, I'll do the first one. WWE made a last-second creative change to... Oh, wait a minute. Before we do this... Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. I'm jumping the gun. So let's give our overall opinion of Double or Nothing, okay, like we did on the WWE's pay-per-view. So my overall opinion was I thought this was a... This was an okay... This was an okay pay-per-view... I do think that their last pay-per-view was better, and I do think Double or Nothing last year, if you go back and watch it, was a heck of a lot better. Now, they had a lot of good matches. Well, they had a lot of matches on this pay-per-view, like they always do. But, I don't know. There was just something missing. Just not enough drama. 
and just I don't know, there's just something missing there. I think it could have done been done just a little bit better. But not a bad. I'm not saying it was a bad pay-per-view, but being worth 60 bucks. Yeah, I don't know about that. Uh, your overall thoughts on Double or Nothing? Yeah, I was kind of disappointed, except for a few matches. Uh, the main event we mentioned, the Trios match was pretty good. Um, the Anarchy in the Arena match was good. Not amazing, but good. I mean, it just... AEW has done better many, many, many times before, and I just feel like they could have done a little bit better with this year's Double or Nothing. Yeah, even their media scrum at the end wasn't your normal uh, surprise, you know, media scrum. So, I don't know. Okay, so WWE made a last-second creative change to Monday Night's Raw. Monday's episode of WWE Raw featured the fallout from Night of Champions, uh, in Saudi Arabia, featuring Seth Rollins beating AJ Styles in the tournament finals to crown a new heavyweight champion. Uh, they did an opening segment to set up their tag team main event match with the Judgment Day, where the baby faces went over. Uh, coming out of the show, however, Rollins is expected to be at all Raw events going forward after missing the past two weeks due to his filming uh, commitments for Captain America, New World Order. Styles appearing on the show was a last-second creative decision, as Styles was not originally slated for Raw and actually flew home upon returning to the United States on Sunday. Fans have been criticizing WWE for having Styles, a SmackDown star, appear on Raw just weeks after the draft. Fans were also criticizing WWE for using SmackDown talent for a tournament to crown a top champion on Raw. Okay, yes, and we did that as well. But they explained that, and I think they had a good reason for that. And that was what? Because they had to keep ratings up against the NBA. So, I mean, guys, I understand about being a diehard fan, but you've got to grow up a little bit too and, and put your big boy pants on. Remember, it's, at the end of the day, it's a business, and it's about making money. And I don't blame these guys at all. Now, I was confused and a little bit ticked off when they had when they said they were having a tournament on SmackDown as well because it didn't make any sense. But we broke the news on an episode right here on Against the Matt Wrestling Podcast. The reason why was to have jam-packed shows, just like AEW was doing, to compete against the playoffs. Don't blame them a bit. Not one bit. Once I heard that, I was perfectly fine with it. Uh, your thoughts on this headline? It makes sense. I mean, they wanted, like you said, they wanted to compete with the NBA playoffs, so... We need as much star power as possible, regardless of whether the draft took place or not. I mean, it's pretty cut and dry to me. Yep. All right, sir. So you've got the uh, next two headlines. All right. Former WWE champion is sidelined with an injury. Oh, poor baby. WWE will be missing one of its larger-than-life stars on the Raw brand for the foreseeable future due to an injury. Braun Strowman is once again on the sidelines. This comes a month after he was out of action with a concussion that he suffered in a tag team match on SmackDown where he and Ricochet defeated the Viking Raiders. Strowman was pulled from a house show loop where he was slated to team with Ricochet against the Viking Raiders. As part of this year's WWE draft, Strowman and Raw were uh, or excuse me, Strowman and Ricochet were moved from SmackDown to Raw. PWE Insider reports that Strowman is out of action with an unspecified injury and is currently on the disabled list. Uh, 
We wish Strowman a speedy recovery. Well, we do wish him a speedy recovery, but, uh, you know, for such a big guy, he's kind of a fragile giant, I, if I may say so myself. Um, I mean, injuries can happen to any anybody, uh, regardless of what size you are. Obviously, if he had a concussion previously, that's nothing to joke around about. Those need to be taken very seriously. Hopefully, he won't miss a ton of time, but when he does come back, I personally would like to see him go back to being a single star and not being in a tag team. But him and Ricochet look so good together. Huh. I mean, he's the he's the beast. Uh, how can you talk bad about Braun Strowman? He got hurt. Everybody gets hurt. Duh. He's got kids, man. Next headline. Mandy Rose reunites with several WWE stars. Although Mandy Rose has been away from WWE for several months... She is living her best life outside the ring as she continues her modeling career. Rose departed from the WWE in December after being released due to the adult content that she had posted on her fan time page that the company became uncomfortable with. Rose dropped the NXT women's title against Roxanne Perez, a match previously booked for a few weeks later at New Year's Evil on the post-deadline episode of NXT, and she was released the following day. Following her WWE release, Rose broke her silence on the departure during an appearance on the Tamron Hall show, and later questioned why she could not run her fan time page while still wrestling in WWE. She also questioned why it was okay for the company to repost the photo of herself by the pool being covered by nothing but the NXT and NXT UK Women's Championships. Rose recently reunited with the w with WWE's J.C. Jane, Indy Hartwell, Cora Jade, Roxanne Perez, and others. And we kind of talked about this before, Kentucky Guy, that WWE was sort of okay with posting some racy photos, but not her posting her own racy photos. I mean, it's a touchy subject, any way you look at it. Um, good for Mandy Rose that she's still having a lot of success outside of WWE. But, man, it, it, it's such a... It's such a touchy subject. It's hard to really say who was in the right, who was in the wrong. Good to see she's living her best Let's life. Let's be though. honest. If the if all this crap around Vince McMahon history with women wasn't coming up during this time, they wouldn't have said one thing, and Mandy Rose would probably still be an NXT champion. Let's just be honest about it. That's the reason why. They got way too much heat on them from Vince McMahon's uh, filthiness that he used to do. Shoot, he may still do. I don't know. But all these women coming out and then to have one of your champions on, on one of your brands post nude photos on a site and charge money for it. Yeah, you're never going to sell that company. <laughs> so, yeah, so I, I, that's just my opinion. But I'm going to do one more headline, and then I think, uh, I think that's all I've got here. Let's see. Popular WWE star is next is the next title challenger for Gunther. Hmm. WWE Intercontinental Champion Gunther is days removed from retaining the title over Mustafa Ali on Saturday afternoon at the Night of Champions. The uh, the finish of this back and forth match saw Gunther hit a drop kick, then hit a powerbomb finisher for the win. Uh, WWE has pushed Gunther as a top star since making his main uh, roster arrival last year, something that will continue. Coming out of 
the WWE draft, Gunther was moved from SmackDown to Raw, where he's positioned as the top heel on the internal roster listing. He's followed by The Miz, Bronson Reed, uh, the Irish Ace, and Riddick, Riddick Moss, as the top heels on Raw. The top baby faces are Cody Rhodes, Seth Rollins, Drew McIntyre, Matt Riddle, Shinsei Nakamura, Johnny Gargano, Dexter Loomis, Apollo Crews, and Odyssey Jones. Insider Count Boozer, which has broken past WWE stories, reported that Matt Riddle will be the next in line to challenge Gunther for the Intercontinental title. The Count didn't mention when the feud will start nor when their first match will happen, but it's likely WWE will save the bout for Money in the Bank on July 1st. Now, okay, they started this build-up. By the way, Matt Riddle, he's, he's, he's a great wrestler. He's a good guy. Uh, he'll, he, he, he'll give, uh, <clears throat> <clears throat> sorry, trying to say this with a straight face. He'll give Gunther a run for his money. Uh, but anyways, they started this lead up, I think last night or the other night on raw, they started this lead up on this feud on this match. And basically you're going to have Imperium going after the undisputed tag titles and their third man, which is riddle. Uh, Kevin Owens and Zane's third man will probably go for the inter- Intercontinental title. So I think that feud is going to start very, very, very soon. Your thoughts on that headline? Well, obviously Gunther needs another challenger because he wasn't going to continue feuding with Mustafa Ali. But, um, you know, if I could play devil's advocate, WWE has not done a good job building up Matt Riddle since he came back. You just said it yourself, Kentucky guy. He's the third wheel. To Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, who are the real stars, the undisputed tag team champions. Gunther is the ring general. He he destroys every person he gets in the ring with. Do you actually think that Matt Riddle stands a chance against the ring general? I don't think so. All right. I've got one more headline, and I think you've got one more too, I believe. Uh, WWE star Alexa Bliss dum, 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 is pregnant. Don't expect to see Alexa Bliss back on TV anytime soon because it was announced today that Bliss and her husband, Ryan Kabara, are expecting their first child. Bliss announced the news on Instagram. Bliss has been off WWE TV since early part of the year, and this appears to be the reason why. It was a total surprise, as we weren't trying at all, Bliss told E! News. Kabara said that he and his wife were... One million percent surprised at the news, and they couldn't be more excited. Bliss said that she and Cabana hosted a reveal party in Orlando and in Los Angeles. The baby is due in December. Bliss was involved in a storyline with Bray Wyatt the last time she wrestled. And the last time, oh, sorry, with Bray Wyatt. And the last time she wrestled was at the Royal Rumble against the then Raw Women's Champion Bianca Belair. Congrats to the happy couple on the amazing news. Yeah, yay, that's great, glad, glad you're going to have a kid. Where's my Bray Bray White storyline? What's going on with that? Go have the kid, people have kids every day, blah, 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 go pop it out. I want to know what's going on with Uncle Howdy. (laughs) Anyways, your your thoughts on that headline? Yeah, I mean, congrats to the the couple. I mean, babies are an amazing thing, and uh, we hope they have a healthy baby. It's going to be, it's upsetting that Alexa's not going to be on TV to continue the storyline, 
But at this rate, the storyline's not going to pick up again until 2025. So, um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> happy for the couple. No question about it. I, like I said, I hope they have a healthy baby. Um, good for them. Hopefully we'll see Alexa back on television in some capacity uh, down All the right, road. sir, you've got the last headline. Go for it. Yes, sir. Trish Stratus ended a 17-year streak at the WWE Night of Champions. And we're not talking about the Undertaker's streak. The first singles match between Trish Stratus and Becky Lynch took place at Saturday's WWE Night of Champions uh, premium live event in Saudi Arabia after the two had aligned with Lita as a babyface trio. Originally, WWE was planning to do this match at SummerSlam, but the bout was pushed up with the two stars uh, and they're expected to have a lengthy program. Stratus went over in the bout after Zoe Stark came from under the ring and hit her Z360 to leave Lynch bloodied before she tossed her into the ring so Stratus could hit the Stratus faction to pick up the win. WWE stats noted the win marked the first time that Stratus had won in singles action in 17 years, as her last singles premium live event win came when she beat Lita in her first retirement match for the women's title at Unforgiven in 2006. Since then, she's worked two singles matches where she went 0-2 as she lost to Vicky Guerrero in a no-DQ match on Raw in March 2011. I don't remember that match and then to Charlotte Flair at SummerSlam in 2019. Yeah, uh, I, I was not aware of that statistic, but it makes all the sense in the world because Trish did retire from full-time competition back in 2006. So, um, you know, good for her picking up the win. I, of course, predicted it because, you know, again, she's a WWE Hall of Famer, revolutionized the women's division. So not surprising. So, uh, she cheated. yeah, quite she a cheated. What there. are you talking about? Not surprising. Come on now. She cheated. All right, brother, that's all I've got for this episode. What say you? Um, you did name drop Bray Wyatt earlier. Well, we both did, for that matter, um, Kentucky guy. And I did read a, an interesting rumor recently, and I don't know if you have any insight on this, that should they not decide to go with Cody Rhodes versus Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam, which is sort of sounds like they're hinting at it, I have actually read that there are possible plans to do Cody Rhodes versus Bray Wyatt. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I haven't heard that, but uh, if Cody Rhodes, let's see, Cody Rhodes versus Bray, nah, I, I can't see that happening. I, I think the one in question would be Cody Rhodes and his arm. Now, if you would have said that it may be Brock Lesnar versus Bray Wyatt or Cody Rhodes versus Bray Wyatt, then I would say, okay, that's possible because Cody can't get healthy or they can't get a storyline, him healthy in a storyline before that match. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's so far-fetched. But, you know, who knows, man? The last we heard from Bray Wyatt, he was going to face Brock Lesnar or Bobby Lashley, the winner of that match. So, I don't know. I, he's not even... He's not even on the dirt sheets right now. Nobody's talking about him and haven't talked about him in weeks. So I think everybody is just, they're fed up and they've decided just to wait on it and not print anything else on them. And I can't blame them. I can't blame them. Nope, can't blame them at all. All right, folks, so you've been listening to Against the Mat Wrestling Podcast.
with your host is Donny Cage and the Kentucky Guy. And as always, God bless and God bless America. Thank you all.